this afternoon in prayer that the Lord wanted to set somebody free from uh, oppression and fear and that you're not pleasing to God. That's, that's the lie the devil been telling you. That you, uh, that you don't love God. He's lied to you and, tell, and told you that you don't even love God. The devil is a liar. He speaks lies to try to discourage us from understanding what Jesus has done for us. And I wanted to share this scripture with you. I don't know how God's going to do this tonight. He's, I'm just going to let him have his way tonight. It's in the book of John, chapter 15. You don't have to turn there. But Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. But without me you can do nothing. Somebody say nothing. And this is what the Lord would have you to know. That even in yourself, in your own strength, and in your own human love, you cannot love God. You cannot do it. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to love God. Amen? But God has given to you his spirit to love him with. Scripture says, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. God's love dwells on the inside of you. And you do have the love that it takes to love God with. That's for somebody. I don't know who that's for. Somebody has been struggling with that lie of the devil for a long time. But you do have love. You have God's love. And you do love him. Because he's placed his love in your heart. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's comforting to me, I know. Because it, lets, it takes all the pressure off. I don't have to love God with my own strength. I'll ask the Holy Ghost to love him for me. But without him, we can't do anything. So we just rest in all of that. We rest in all that Jesus has done. We rest in all the victory of the cross and everything that the cross has afforded us, which is the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. I want to bring our attention now to the book of Romans chapter 8. This is not in my notes. I just want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit again in prayer this morning. Uh, the Lord quickened these verses of Scripture to me. And these were for the people who are going to be here tonight. In terms of us uh, just receiving from him that validation and that uh, boldness, because we've been teaching on Holy Ghost boldness the last few weeks, and this is uh, meant to bring 
boldness into your soul tonight. Romans 26, verse 20, chapter, chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself or itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. How many of y'all know the Holy Ghost knows how to pray? And we know, this is what he wants us to know, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. How many of y'all know if you're born again, you are the called? You are the Identify with that tonight. You are the called. That's the first step in you and I walking out this victory in Christ. Is believing what he says about us and embracing it. And it'll cause Holy Ghost boldness to come. Then he goes on to say, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, Paul continues, moreover whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Somebody say, I'm the called. And whom he called, them he also justified. <laughs> and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Somebody say, I've been glorified by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you. What shall we then say to these things? Those lying spirits that so readily attack our mind and our souls. That try to keep us in condemnation. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us. Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? (laughs) If he didn't hold Jesus back, hallelujah. He did not withhold Jesus. (laughs) He'll give us all things. There's nothing that God will not do for you. Because he's given his very best in Christ. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, that is ri- rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Then Paul says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
And so, Father, we come to your mighty throne tonight. Your dear children justified and called. According to your word, even been made glorified through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we ask tonight, Lord God, that the mighty Holy Spirit manifest himself tonight bringing divine freedom to all those, O oh God, who desire it. Have your way in this place, Holy Spirit. Bring divine revelation concerning our risen Savior and the power of Christ within. May we be comfortable in your presence tonight. As we say at your feet tonight, as we rest in him who has died for us and has been raised for the glory of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We're going to continue our series teaching on spiritual boldness tonight. And those scriptures that I just read what sort of meant to whet your appetite concerning that? To give you a, an understanding that boldness is your portion because of what he has done. You are not a second-class citizen. You are a child of the living God. And boldness is your portion in Christ. The Bible says that the righteous are bold as a lion. And that is part of our inheritance. And last week we uh, went to the book of Isaiah, chapter 50. And I want to look at something there as we get started tonight. It says here in verse 7 of chapter 50, and this is talking about the Lord Jesus. For the Lord will help me, Therefore shall I not be confounded. Confounded is uh, like confusion. And confusion is not your portion. Fear is not your portion. Holy Ghost boldness is your inheritance. Because of what Jesus has done. Now the Bible says that Jesus had an attitude about himself. The Bible says, therefore have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. He said, I set my face like a flint. In terms of, he had an attitude that he was not going to be denied. No matter what came his way, he was not going to be denied. That's the mindset that he wants us to develop a boldness in Christ that we're not going to be denied anything that is of our inheritance. All that the cross has afforded us, God wants us to possess it in our generation. The healing, the delivering power of the Spirit of God, the dominion in the earth, 
that the Bible talks about. That's our portion in our generation, but there's going, it's going to take Holy Ghost boldness to possess it. Past eight, nine weeks, as we've been studying the Word of God, I think that's what God has been getting us ready for. To take possession of our inheritance. But the enemy's just not going to give it up just because it's the right thing to do. You and I are going to have to go in with the spirit of the living God like the lion of the tribe of Judah and possess our inheritance and not be denied it. And have, like Jesus, a face like flip. We're not going to back out and become intimidated by the trials of life, the difficulties of life. We're going to use the difficulties of life like food. And we're going to use it for divine strength. The devil just don't know what, who he's messing with. Because we are that generation that's going to experience the glory of God. We are that generation that's going to experience the overwhelming power of the Holy Ghost to do exploits in his name. That's our portion. But it only takes place as we develop this hardness. As we develop this attitude that we're not going to be moved. That no matter what the enemy sins, we're going to overcome him by the power of the mighty Holy Spirit within. That truly, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We're going to know that. What I'm seeing is that God is getting us ready for this great harvest that's about to take place. I really believe that. I really believe he's building us up so that when, they, when, the, when the harvest comes in, when the multitudes come in, we'll be well trained and able to do what he wants us to do in terms of delivering power of the Holy Spirit. As we meditate on the truth, we'll be transformed into that mighty army that God wants us to be here at this Ark Fellowship. We haven't even scratched the surface of what God is about to do. But it's going to take a divine attitude of boldness to enter into that. When the enemy brings the attacks, we must answer that attack with Holy Ghost boldness. Spiritual boldness is God-given. And I wrote this down. God gives boldness to those who have an unwavering commitment to begin and finish their calling into the end. I'm going to read that again. God gives boldness to those who have an unwavering commitment to begin and finish their calling until the end. A lot, of, a lot of people start, but they quit. They give up because it gets too hard. The trials come. The mountains seem too tall for them. The, the, the Goliaths manifest, and they back up. But this is 
not our portion. Our portion is to look Goliath in the eye and let him know that we know who we are in him and we will not be denied. I want to look at some examples of men who operated in this type of boldness. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 3. Holy Ghost boldness is our subject. Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Then he goes on to say in verse 17, If it be so, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Now notice what the Bible says about them, that they were serving God. And they said, the God that we serve is able to deliver us from anything that that, that would come against them. My boldness is based on God's ability to manifest his delivering power on my behalf for kingdom work. They were servants of God. How many of y'all are really servants of God tonight? If you're a servant of God, that type of boldness is your inheritance. That type of boldness is yours through Christ Jesus. And God will use his power to deliver you because you are serving him. So, no matter what happens, as you progress as a believer... The devil's going to try to bring obstacles. He's going to try to bring trouble. He's going to try to discourage you. But no matter what happens, always remember that God is on your side. He has promised to never leave you nor forsake you. No matter how hot the furnace is turned up, You can trust God that he's not going to stick you out and forsake you during that season. Now it says here in verse 18, you can hear their boldness. But if not, if God does not deliver us, be it known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Verse 20, verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men 
that were in the army, the bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Now, I want you to notice something. They still got thrown into the fire. Amen. But spiritual boldness leaves the results of my deliverance to God. Amen. Just because we're, 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 we're making the bold uh, affirmations does not mean that we're not going to experience the effects of the enemy's attack. They still got thrown into the fire. But God will give you grace in the fire. Amen? He'll give you grace to sustain yourself under the attack of the enemy. As long as you keep your eyes on him. Let's look at verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Amen. So, even though they were in the fire, they were not consumed by the fire. And the reason that they were not consumed in the fire was because of their bold confessions before they went into the fire. Amen. So what God wants us to do is when we're faced with adversity, he wants us to remain bold and courageous. Remember what he told Joshua? He told Joshua to meditate on the word of God and never be discouraged no matter what you face. No matter what man comes against you, he won't be able to overcome you. And that's what God is telling us tonight. As we move forward into our calling, into the thing that God has prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Understand that the enemy is going to bring the pressure. But you must meet that pressure with the word of God and holy boldness coming out of your mouth. When you get the bad doctor's report, you must say what God says about you at that moment. Boldly proclaim right in the face of the doctor. I know what your report says. But the Bible says, by his stripes, I've been made whole. When things are not going well in your finances, and you're having challenges in that area, and the enemy begins to speak lies into your ear, this time you're not going to make it. This time you're not going to come out of it. You must speak out of your mouth with divine boldness the promises of God. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for me, 
For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles by faith. I'm the seed of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is mine. Prosperity is mine. All that God has is mine. God did not spare Jesus. Therefore, all of heaven is mine by the power of the Holy Ghost. The heavens are open unto me. The bold affirmation or confession that you make under pressure is what's going to bring you out. So spiritual boldness is a necessity. Without it, you cannot progress into your inheritance the way God wants you to. Some people God is calling to be preachers. But they're intimidated to get up here on this stage and speak. But God is saying, I'm bringing you into a new level of authority as you embrace the boldness that has been placed on the inside of you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to give you boldness and deliver you from that man-fearing spirit that has held you back. Amen. Another example of spiritual boldness that we see in the Bible, and I love this one, the book of Joshua. I love, one of the people when I get to heaven that I want to meet is Caleb. Caleb was a very unusual individual. Him and Joshua were very unusual individuals. Millions of other people were afraid to go in and possess their inheritance. But these two individuals stand out as men who were bold in terms of what they knew was theirs. And they were not going to be refused to enter into what God had for them. And God is saying the same thing to somebody tonight. If you can develop this boldness that he's talking about, there's nothing that you won't accomplish in Christ in your generation. Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenzanite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. So Caleb is reminding Joshua of the promise that Moses made to him 40 years before. He says here in verse 7, 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as was in my heart. Caleb had a heart of faith. Caleb had a heart and a vision that he could experience the inheritance that Israel had in Abraham. 
says here in verse 8, Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly follow the Lord. Somebody say, I'm going to wholly follow the Lord. Wherever he leads, I'm going to wholly follow him. Amen. God, God's listening to you tonight. He's marking your words that you're going to wholly follow him. No matter how difficult it looks. No matter how many giants you have to encounter, that you're going to wholly follow him. You're not going to back up. You're going to keep forward in the power and might of the Holy Ghost. Verse 8 again. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Everybody else had a bad confession. Everybody else did not believe God. He says, but I wholly follow the Lord my God. Verse 9. And Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein thy feet have trodden shall be your inheritance and, the, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Now, grab hold of that because that is a promise that Caleb embraced and he never forgot it. He kept it in the forefront of his thinking for 40 years. That God, the God that promised him the inheritance, would be faithful to deliver it. That is the mindset that God wants us to develop. A mindset that if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. All I have, all I have to do is see it in the Bible... See it in the Word of God. If I can embrace it as mine, if I can receive it as mine, I can walk in it. Hallelujah. Verse 10. He says, And now behold, or look, the Lord has kept me alive, he said, these 40 and 5 years. He's now 85 years old. Even since the Lord spake the word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day four score and five years old. I'm 85. I like verse 11. He says, and has, yet I am as strong this day as I was the day that Moses sent me. And as my strength was then, so it is now. For war, hallelujah. I like that. I like, I like Caleb. He said, for war, I, I'm willing to engage the enemy. I'm willing to, to, to knock him off of my lot. That's my lot. God gave me that lot. I, I, I have a promise from God that I could experience his very best in this land. And I'm not going to be denied. I'm not going to be talked out of it by fearful men, by unbelieving folk. The devil is a liar, and I'm calling him a liar tonight. And that's what you have to do. You have to, nobody's going to do that for you. You have to do it for yourself. You got to tell him, if God promised me this thing, nobody's going to talk me out of it. No devil's going to push me back from it. This is mine in Christ Jesus. Has to be a nastiness about you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there has to be, sometimes we're just too nice. Sometimes we just, we just, 
too spiritual. No, no, no. Sometimes you just got to tell the devil enough is enough. No more sickness. No more depression. No more fear. God didn't die. Jesus didn't die for me to experience that. Verse 11 again. I want to read that again. And as yet I am as, as strong this day as I was in that day. That Moses sent me as my strength was then, even so my strength is now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, because of all that, give me this mountain. <laughs> I like him. I like him. I want to meet this man when I get to heaven. Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. That thou heardest in that day that the Anakins were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me. Then I will shall be able to drive them out. As the Lord said. If God said I can do it, I can do it. If God said I can have it, I can have it. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Glory to God and so am I. <laughs> I said so am I. He said I am. I believe it. And I can experience everything that he experiences at the right hand of God because he said so. I'm an heir of God. And I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Therefore, everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. Now, you may try to talk me out of it. You may say that that's, you're being unreasonable, that those type of things don't happen anymore. The devil is a liar. This is our portion in 2022. He's the same yesterday. Today and forever. If, if he walked in the power of the Holy Ghost, then so can I. The works that I do shall you do also. And greater works shall you do because I go unto the Father. I'm enthroned with him at the right hand of God. And if he says so, I can do it. The only thing that holds us back is a lack of Holy Ghost boldness. Is a lack of audacity. Is a lack of an understanding of who we are in Christ and what He has done for us. That same Holy Ghost, like Pastor was saying, son, that same Holy Ghost that Jesus was baptized with, you have been baptized with. That same grace that He experienced in His earthly walk. You have access to it. All you have to do is believe it and receive it. Then you'll experience it. We are the people of God. We are those who have been called justified and glorified according to the word of God. You have something that Caleb and Joshua and them didn't have. You are now filled with the very glory of God on the inside. He said he wouldn't hold anything back and he didn't. All we have to do is realize it and begin to embrace it. Glory to God. 
So Joshua, I mean, Caleb had that, that intensity. That's the word I'm looking for. That spiritual intensity. And he was not going to be denied his inheritance. And that's what, that's what you have to have. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying tonight. That's what you have to have. He's, he's already went to the cross. He's already been raised from the dead. What's left for us to do is to begin to walk in that which he has provided. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Y'all know this man. We're going to talk a little bit about David. And David is another one I want to meet when I get to heaven. David was a worshiper. He was a worshiper of God. David, David got so tied up in, in God, he said, One thing will I ask of the Lord, <laughs> and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He wanted to live in the presence of God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He wanted to experience God on a level that no man had experienced up until that time. He wanted to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in the temple of God. And, 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 and David, that passion that he had, it, prayed, it produced a Holy Ghost boldness that no other man experienced during his generation. It says here in the 17th chapter of Samuel, verse 4, And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. The Bible says he was about nine feet, almost ten feet tall. And he had a helmet of brass, Upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shackles of brass. I believe I read somewhere where his armor weighed about 125 pounds, just his armor. Imagine this demon possessed man. This is what David had to face before he entered into what God had for him. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of, it, of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed 600 shackles of iron. And one bear and a shield went before him. So this guy's spear head weighed about 75 pounds itself. But I want you to notice David was not intimidated by what he saw. And that's what God is speaking to us tonight. Do not be intimidated by what you see. When you get hooked up with Holy Ghost folk, when you begin to walk in this, what we're talking about today, you're going to experience, you're going to see some things that are meant to cause you to back up. You're going to see some things that are meant to cause you to be afraid or alarmed. But we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We know that, that when we are on the road to our destiny, Satan will meet us there with intimidation. But the Bible says David 
had a different attitude. The Bible says here in verse 26, And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the, to the man that killeth this Philistine? And taketh away the reproach from Israel. So David looked at Goliath differently than the rest of the people in the army. He looked at Goliath and he said, that's my opportunity for greatness. That's my opportunity to glorify my God. If I can take down this giant, God will be glorified and I'll be promoted into my destiny. He says, what's going to be done for the person that takes away the reproach from Israel. Then he, he does something very important. He reckons Goliath as a man who is not in covenant relationship with God. He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? This guy doesn't have a covenant with God. And I do. That produced boldness in David. David had, had an understanding that if I'm in covenant relationship with the living God, there's nothing that shall be impossible unto me. The amazing thing about this, that any one of those people in that army could have had that attitude. But when they saw Goliath, they went the other direction. They ran. I believe the Bible says 40 days in a row this guy presented himself. Goliath did. And every single time, the, the army would run in fear of what they saw. Intimidated. But when David got out there, his mindset was totally different. He had a boldness given to him by God because David was a worshiper, a shepherd boy who spent time with God in the, on the shepherd fields, worshiping God, knowing God, understanding God. Israel, the Bible says, they saw the acts of God. But those who are close to God, like Moses, they knew his ways. They knew that God would never forsake him. That's how you have to look at it. No matter what you face, know that God will never forsake you. You know his ways. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy always comes in the morning. Doesn't matter what he sins, what the devil sins, know that you are built to overcome. Who, shall, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? That's bold talk. I say that's bold talk. That's how you have to talk in your bedroom when everything is going wrong. When you want to cry, cry yourself to sleep, you have to begin to say out of your mouth that the same God who delivered David is my God. And if he did it for David, he'll do it for me. God is not a respecter of persons. If he did it for David, he'll do it for you. God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. Amen. You got to come to God with that kind of faith. You got to come to God with that kind of confidence. And God will send all of the help that you'll ever need. 
I'm closing. Verse 31. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. So David's confession brought him into the presence of the current king, which was Saul. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with his Philistine. That's bold talk. A teenager. With no experience as a warrior. Makes a confession like that before the king. Not because he's self-confident, but because he's confident in God. He's putting all of his trust in God and God's ability to deliver. Saul said unto David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are but, but a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. Again, they'll try to talk you out of it. Don't listen to him. You don't have the education to do that. You don't have the uh, pedigree. I know where you come from. I know who you used to be. But God is saying, I if I qualify you, you can do it. All you got to do is be qualified by God. If God says you can do the thing, you can do the thing. If God says you can possess the thing, guess what? You can possess the thing. You have to develop, and I have to develop a mindset before I go into the battle, I've already got the victory. That's, that's the mindset that has to be developed. A boldness that has to be developed in us. Saul said unto David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there was a lion and a bear, and I took the lamb out of his out of the flock. They took the lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> he said, the lion came and he says, I went out after him. That takes a boldness right there, right? That's confidence in what God can do. He says, and I went out after him and, and I hit him, I smote him. I, and delivered him out of his mouth and when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him. And then I killed him. My God. Then he says in verse 36, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing as he has defied the armies of the living God. Hallelujah! That's you and I. <laughs> hallelujah. We, we, we got that same kind of spirit, hallelujah, dwelling on the inside of us. You know how I know it? Because Jesus lives in us, hallelujah. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives on the inside of us and has given to us a boldness to possess our inheritance. If you believe that tonight, if you will accept that tonight, stand to your feet and glorify your God. Stand to your feet and glorify your God. Worship Him. Worship him. Worship him tonight. Let him know that you believe and that you trust. And may the mantle of boldness come upon you like never before. Like never before. Father, we pray that our Holy Ghost boldness will come upon us to possess our inheritance, God. 
And that as we possess our inheritance, God, you will be glorified. Jesus will be lifted up. He'll be exalted in the heavens. Hallelujah. Seen in all three realms, in heaven, in earth, and even under the earth. Hallelujah. Be glorified, King Savior. Now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See yourself possessing that which God says is yours. See yourself experiencing what God says you can experience in Him. For God, you are our shield and you are our exceeding great reward, Lord. We worship you tonight. We worship you tonight. We bless you tonight and we thank you tonight. For your precious Holy Spirit, God. May every promise in your new covenant, O God, your people begin to experience concerning their calling. May Jesus be glorified in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.